There's new betas out. Did you see? Uh, yes. Um, I haven't downloaded any of them yet, though. Nah, neither. So there's a public beta 2 at last, and there's a revised version of developer beta 3. That's not uh, good. Which... No, it's never good when they do that. Here's a revised now ha- version that... of a release. Not a new one, just revised. Just tweaked slightly. There must have been something so catastrophically wrong that no one knew about. You know what I'm going to do right now? Whilst we're recording, I'm going to update my iPad to, to, to public beta 2, and I'll let you know once it's done. I'm guessing it's the same as this revised. Uh, I would assume so. Which includes the 7 Plus now. The 7 and the 7 Plus never got their beta 3 for some unknown reason. Oh, okay. Um, but rather than just update the 7 and the 7 Plus with this new beta, uh, they've actually pushed it to all devices, so who knows. Okay. Even the iPhone 6. Yeah, man. Going all the way back to the 3GS. <laughs> You'll be getting updates. Uh, yeah, that's cool. It's nice of them to be inclusive, not leave anyone behind. I'll have you know, I bought my iPhone many years ago, and I'm very annoyed that they've stopped supporting it. I think it's very wrong of Apple. Today I met a lady who bought her iPad 13 years ago. <laughs> really? Yeah. Where did she buy it from? I don't know. The Foxconn production right? line, like <laughs> yeah. who sold her Cupertino that prototype lad, like Gizmodo. Uh, oh, who who sold her iPad in two thousand and six? Roughly, how long have you had it for? Uh, thirteen years. She responded so quickly. She was just like thirteen years. <laughs> um, just. Do you think old people have like, like, like it's like dog years? Time just travels more quickly for. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It was an iPad 2, of course. It's just such <laughs> this wild thing that happens with iPad 2s where people grossly overestimate how long they've had it for. Yeah, right. I have the first iPad, you know. I have the first iPad, the iPad 2. <laughs> it's because Genuinely. no one knew what the iPad was before the second one came out. No, I remember I remember like, when, when, when uh, a friend of mine had the first iPad. Um, and it was it, it was a mythical device, you know. It was like it was magical. It was genuinely People stared magical. at me for using it. Yep, yep. Um, and by the time the iPad two had come out, it'd be like, oh yeah, okay, cool. These are a thing now, <laughs> you know. Like there, there was so. I feel like the iPhone had a few generations before it became normalized. iPad two just went straight to the iPad two. Once that thing hit the market, it was like, yeah, okay, these are a thing now. Get used to it. Yep, it's usually second gen that does it. Uh, but yeah, no, and I think people, and it's the fact that the, uh, it's just mind-blowing that people still use the iPad 2 on a regular basis, but the iPad 1 effectively went away in 2012 when iOS 6 was introduced, because it only went up to 5.1.2 or some nonsense. Like this, That thing's been consigned to the history books for like, what, seven, seven years since it got an update? I think you what? actually mean 73 years. 73 years. Yeah. The iPad 1 was only supported with software for two years, if that. Could you imagine if they tried to do that today? There would be lawsuits, like actual lawsuits. There'd be class actions against Apple. Jesus. It's weird, isn't it, how Jesus quickly the industry Christ. changes without realizing subtle things like this. But it's the only time they ever did that. Was it iOS 6? Did it take iOS 6? It didn't. I'm sure it didn't. Uh, I'm sure it maxed out on 5. 
I don't know. I've got one right next to me. Should I turn it on and see what it's at? Does it work? Yeah. Uh, it is software 5.1.1. Oh, yeah. I was going to do some in the field research again. It's been a while. Mine's in a cupboard, like buried away, so... I'll tell you what, I'm going to get this out and I'm going to try and use it while my iPad Pro is updating. Give me two seconds. Add in an, add in some audio cue or something. Oh, God. All right, okay, I'm turning it on. You'll need to find a charger first. <laughs> Bro, don't go looking for a thirsty pen. No, I think I've got one. I think it's in the next drawer above. I've just opened, so I have a drawer in my bed. No, right, hold on. I'm back to the microphone for this. Um... You have a drawer in your bedroom? I've got a few drawers, actually. More than one. I'm impressed. Um, hold on, let me find the charger first, and I'll get back to this. Cool, alright. 30-pin charger found. Alright, okay, the iPad is now charging. Well, at least I hope it is. It's not telling me that it's charging, which is concerning. Okay, well, we'll pick that up later. Um, however, I have just gone into this one drawer in my bedroom, which I do have more of, um, in said drawer. Frank and Mac lives in there. That's where Frank and Mac lives. Um, oh, it's Frank and Mac's grotto. Yeah. Not just Frank and Mac's grotto. He shares it with uh, this first-gen iPad, two MacBook Airs, um, two iPhone... No, one iPhone 6 Plus, and a couple of iPhone 5Ss, and uh, a very not-happy iPad Mini 3. Yeah. Um, however, what's concerning is I have just opened that drawer, and uh, it's not been that long mm -hmm. since I've opened it. There's a very sm strong smell of chemicals in that drawer, so I'm going to have uh -oh. to have a look into that later. Something's doing the pop. Yeah. So I'm going to have to have a look I'm at that I'm really later. worried about that. I'm very, really worried about that happening. Yeah. Like... <sighs> I mean, I'm I also concerned about my house burning devices. down, but yeah, also that, that, that's an issue. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you're not in it, bro. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter about the rest of the family or the house or your possessions. Imagine not caring about anything else in the world other than yourself. Like Jesus Christ, nothing. You have no possessions that are worth anything to you. You do not care about your parents, your siblings, or your animals. You just care the fact you are not in the house when it bursts into flames. Imagine that. I can imagine Pretty it. Deep. You know what? I can actually form a visual representation of my mind of what that looks like. And it has <laughs> a like big a jaw. A massive jaw. Like if you spin around, it might knock you over. Um, I didn't think. <laughs> I've been thinking about the uh, the sixteen. <laughs> Ruins his own center of balance. Um, I've been thinking about the 16-inch MacBook Pro today. Have you? When yeah. I was in the gym, I had a, th I had a little thought about the the new MacBook Pro that's coming out, and I was thinking, in my mind, this whole time, I've sort of been like fantasizing about what could be on it, like USB-A ports, what the keyboard's going to be like, and uh, all the up until now, I've had this attitude in my head where yeah, there are going to be some corrections, but it's not going to have everything we want. Because it's it's Apple and they're quite stubborn and they like to hold firm. And then I remembered the 2019 Mac Pro, and then I realised this thing's going to have scissor switches, USB A ports, it's going to have a physical escape key, it's going to have basically everything anyone wants. I would very much like to agree with you, and I think the most part I do. However, obviously we'll get to this later on in the show. Um, but there is some 
information that says that this 60-int isn't going to have the new keyboards, um, but we'll see. But I, I very much hope so. Let's do some blowing fix-it. You been doing anything? Well, I'm currently trying to charge a first-gen iPad, so... I guess we've already done blowing fix-it. <laughs> I uh, purchased my first iPod mini. It's a blue 4 gigabyte second-generation iPod mini. It's cool. It works absolutely fine. Uh, I also purchased a third-gen Nano, which I've always wanted. Um, it works, but unfortunately it does not hold a charge, so it's it's doomed to live on a dock or just be out of charge, but it's in good condition, and I really want more of them because they really, they're the coolest iPod. Like They're so beautiful, and they're so thin and light. Mm, tasty stuff. Uh, but I haven't made any progress on any Macs because time and all that nonsense. Um, especially when you reach a certain age like I am, everything accelerates. It's like dog years. Um, but yeah. Has it begun? It has begun. How's that uh, iPad going? That OG iPad. It must be, what, nearly 25 years old? Nearly 25, pushing 25. Older than us, both of us. Um, Damn. Uh, well, <laughs> currently it's still not doing anything. Um, I'm just going to plug it into the back of the iMac. So I'm using a, a, a new iPad charger on it. Um, uh, adapter, rather, obviously. Um, give me a second. Oh, for God's sake. Trying to pull stuff out of the back of the iMac that isn't my microphone. <laughs> this sounds risky. Risky business. Yeah, it's like kind of playing podcast roulette. Here, unplug things from, from the Mac you're using to record and see how what, see what happens. And hope it doesn't kernel panic. <laughs> what do you mean? These things are reliable. Are they? Yeah, they're all right. I remember the phase I had about two years ago, over two years ago now. But for a long time, my iMac just kept kernel panicking, and I thought it was game over. And then it stopped. And then I had a few dead pixels on the screen. <laughs> right. Um, which have also fixed themselves now. Uh, they weren't dead. They were just man. sort of in a pixel coma. They were in a coma for about nine months. Oh, God. And suddenly one day they started working again. It was really... And that was years ago now, and it's fine. Um, shall we... Uh, Shall we move on to follow up while you're you're wrestling with that iPad? It could take the whole of the show to come on, so let's it genuinely uh, could let's do. let it break. Free. Let's let it break free of blue ink. Fix it. Uh, there have been some CAD leaks of the 2019 iPhone. Now, of course, these could be just based on rumors that anyone's mocked up. They look pretty legit, and usually around now we get we get CAD leaks uh, showing the basic design of the phone, uh, and it's exactly what we expect. That bump is pretty much locked in with three lenses, a microphone, and a LED flash, and uh, the notch, exact same size. I was kind of we for well for a while we've known it's staying the same size, but we were kind of originally hoping in this year it would start getting smaller. I guess they're holding it off for the proper redesign, um, and the article has inferred that they have they're retaining USB uh, sorry Lightning rather than moving to USB C. I still hold out hope, personally. I don't know why, but I've just got a gut feeling about this one getting USB-C. Um, and there's also a iPhone XR replacement uh, schematic, which is basically the same thing, minus a lens on the back. Uh, I'd say this is probably legit. Um, yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't be. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think so. It seems... I mean, as you said, it's perfectly in line with pretty much all the rumors that we've heard. So there's no new, there's no new new news here, other than that they seem to be obviously sticking with uh, 
um, Lightning as opposed to moving to USB-C, which I think if they do, would be kind of a shame. Um, I mean, I think both of us this year have gone through the epiphany of, oh yeah, USB-C on an iPhone would be nice. Um, we went into sort of uh, the beginning of 2019, not really caring about it too much, but I think as the year's gone on, we're like, yeah, okay, this would be nice. Now that our whole lives are almost yep. revolving around USB-C. Um, it's just easier, you know. Everyone's been saying it for quite I a while. Very much like it. Yeah, we're, we're believers now. Don't at us. I'm going to say something about this cat in regards to the camera bump. Uh, it's growing on me, and I feel like it shouldn't be. I feel like that's a naughty thing to say. But the tumors grow. I don't know why. I feel like, yeah, they do. They do. Um, I feel like when this comes out with proper marketing shots, this camera just looks. Ooh, it just. It just looks like it's really good, and that makes me excited. I don't know, the fact that it looks like a beast, a beast of hardware, a hardware beast, to me, that that's cool. And I, I like the... F- I don't know, I, I just like it. It kind of reminds me of, like... I don't know what it reminds me of. I like it. I don't know why. I, it, I is, it does stick out like a tumour, though. I'm, I'm ready for a sort of a major camera hardware upgrade. Um, yeah, I mean, we've functionally had the same tech now for, since, obviously, the 7 Plus. Um, and I, yep. I'm, I'm ready for the next thing. And if this is, is it, if this is the form it has to come in, I'm fine with that. I, I just... It's a monstrosity. It looks serious. <laughs> it, is. it is serious. Um, but I, I must admit, uh, we, I think we both, we were quite harsh on, on this camera bump when, when the, uh, when the initial designs leaked, you know, beginning of the year, um, which, wow, that seems like yesterday, but that was a long time ago. Um, and it was my least favorite. We're very I close was, to these phones. We are. We're really close. The summer, the summer feels like this barren waste of Sahara desert, but it 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 does end. It goes it, very it, quick. It does. It does. When you're in the run up, you're like, oh my god, the summer's going to be so long. No news. Nothing's going to happen. But it's going really quickly. Like you yeah. get dub dub, and then it goes really fast, and then before you can sort of realize, summer's over. And there's an iPhone keynote next week, and you're just sort of sitting down and like, here we go, um, which is really, really strange. Yeah, but I think my point is they're they're growing on me as well. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why I feel like it shouldn't, but yeah, it is cool. Um, speaking of things being over, like summer, uh, Johnny Ive's career at Apple is over, as we reported last week. Um, but uh, the Wall Street Journal, um, we mentioned last last fortnight that there are lots of reports coming out surrounding the nature of his departure, and Tim Cook has called BS on a lot of them. The Wall Street Journal has outlined some of the things that were going on about how he effectively seemed to have a bit of a breakdown after the first-gen Apple Watch. Um, <laughs> and then that's when he stepped back Um and then he got the CDO role, and then when stuff started going to to, to a mess uh, in 2017 or so, um, he came back came back into the mold after persuasion from Tim Cook. Um, but now, more recently, he's been just yeah. apparently he really failed to turn up for meetings about the uh, the iPhone 10s like home indicator when the, the team were deciding how we're going to replace the home button. And they really wanted Johnny there, and he promised to be there, and apparently he just didn't show up. Kind of disappointing. It's like finding out your hero like eats puppies, <laughs> right? Um, 
I mean, obviously, it's Tim Cook's job to rebut things like this, and he has done so in writing uh, a, a, a response to this rather scathing article. Um, how much of it's true? Probably more than we'd like to think. But, I mean, you know, the man's only human, and I think... Uh, anyone gets bored in a job eventually. Anyone gets bored in a job eventually, and if you are someone who is creative, you know, as... As John Syracuse put, probably much better than we can. Um, there's only so many iPhones you can design before you get bored of designing iPhones, you know. I mean, yes, they're different, but they're all kind of samey-samey. You know, they're all smartphones, and he probably wants to do other stuff, and he has been doing other stuff. He designed a Christmas tree. Why not, you know? Like, he's been doing other stuff, and I think he just wants to be able to let his creative juices flowing. Uh, Samsung claim they have fixed the Galaxy Fold, uh, but they can Well, they, they don't really claim this. It's just Bloomberg are reporting it, um, but there is still no launch date. Um, potentially at the Note 10 unveiling, which I believe is on August 27th. Uh, they may share some more details. Sounds like this thing's launching quite soon. Huawei pushed the Mate X back to September, and uh, the Galaxy Fold was originally meant to go on sale in April. Uh, I'd imagine it hasn't changed too much if they turned it around this quick, but we will see if this thing shows up. It sounds like before the end of the year, the Galaxy, Fo- Galaxy Fold will finally be launching, which is cool. Yeah, um, I think they're cool devices, and I, I want to see this tech actually work, um, so I hope it works. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, we'll get more onto folding stuff later, if not in two weeks' time. We will see. Um Cool. Let's go on to MacBook Pros exploding. Uh, someone has shared some photos of a 15-inch uh, Retina MacBook Pro pre-touch bar. The ones affected by Apple's uh, new battery repair recall. Uh, this thing is scary. It has a hole in the bottom. Uh, it has burn marks around the trackpad, which sits directly above the battery. Uh, the cooling vents have some sort of damage to them. Oh man, it's just a mess. Uh, get your battery replaced, yeah. If you if you're affected, because wow, this is like legit. And if, for argument's sake, you happen to have one that was bought like a few days before September, and uh, is apparently not affected, I would uh, buy yourself a new one and sell that one. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Uh, but it depends if where it was bought. But don't worry, if it bursts into flames, as long as you're not in the house. It's fine. It's fine, doesn't matter. It's pretty serious stuff. Yes, it is actually. It's really serious. I'm surprised it's gone so unnoticed. It has done. It's gone so unnoticed until the voluntary recall. We hadn't heard anything that there was even a, a hint of an issue, an issue with these things. And now they're bursting into flames and setting people's houses on fire. And melting through the enclosure like it's mental. It's, <laughs> yeah. a problem. it's not just like an expanded battery. It's, it's burning through the aluminium. And this is what happens when Johnny Ive leaves Apple. Devices just start catching fire. This is what it is. It's... Oh, man, they're... Ugh. This is the spirit of Johnny leaving the device. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Th- that design was his favourite. And yeah. then the spirit of Johnny has left that design and moving into his next Christmas tree. Uh, okay, so the Pixel 4 has leaked some more. The Google Pixel 4. You know that phone they're bringing out soon after the iPhone with a massive square camera bump with only two lenses in it. Uh, these are like proper images. The The front has retained the design of the Pixel 3. This looks like the baby Pixel 4, not the Pixel 4 XL, which we assume is coming. Um, it's very similar to the Pixel 3 from the front. 
uh, but the back is is similar to what we saw, what Google tweeted a while back, and what leaked in London on like a train. Uh, glass back, no more true to, uh, two tone back. Uh, it, it looks like a cool looking phone. Again, it's just it's not over inspiring, uh, but it it looks like a a Pixel phone. I like that iPhone 11 schematic. I think this is just it. To be honest, this is probably a marketing image that's yeah come very out much a so. bit too very much too so. soon. I think the only my, my big takeaway from this though is that as as earlier you mentioned that um, from the uh, 11 CAD designs, it doesn't appear like the notch is getting any smaller. Now, if you remember, you know, back in the day, a few years ago, um, when they launched 7 Plus, how big the head, the uh, you know, the forehead and the chin was on on that phone at the time, it started to look a little old. You know, it was getting. There was, you know, when sort of Samsung had their Infinity Edge displays and you know, they, they wrapped around the edges, the iPhone displays looked a little clunky. Now, I feel like we're starting to get to that again with the notch. Like these days with, you know, the new Samsung with their pole, uh, hole punch cameras, you know, they are looking a lot newer and sort of they look a little bit newer. Every time I see one of those in the wild and yeah. I see a lot of them, yeah. I think that yeah. is very nice it is i don't get the hate for the whole punch it's much it's a much nicer solution than the notch yeah i mean obviously apple you know we've discussed it before but you know fitting all the um you know the true of the camera stuff into whole punch isn't going to happen yet um and obviously that's why the notch is still as big as it is but as i said i think we're starting to reach that point where the notch is still is starting to look a little sort of outdated again like the 7 7 did um however The forehead and chin on this on this Pixel Four, they look so big. That's my takeaway from this: is the forehead looks massive today. This if that makes is sense. a 2020 flagship. A 2020 phone. flagship phone with a forehead as big as that thing. God, Google, no, <laughs> please, no. Mad, mad. Though it does look very cool. I just don't know how much it's going to cost. Yeah, um, <laughs> it will be more expensive, what it is. more expensive than it should be. Um, if it was a cheaper, you know, if it was sort of ten R prices, then it would be a much more compelling device. Okay, let's go on to some nano topics. Uh, are you ready for this? Yeah. What What do we have? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, you know what? You can do the, you can do the nano topics today. I'll just sit back and watch watch the watch the fireworks. Cool. This one, this one's really interesting. I read this out and I couldn't believe it. So, a company called oh, where's the name? Um, Declutter, which is a secondhand phone seller thing in the U.S. Apparently, um, have done a quite an in-depth survey. Uh, now, they have asked a range of iPhone users um, some really quite specific questions about their devices, and the results are pretty interesting. Um, now, again, these are only U.S. users. If that has any implication, maybe, maybe not. Um, and there is what you're trying really to say. Interesting. Nothing, nothing at all. Um, so they surveyed 2,000 uh, smartphone users in the US, not just iPhone users, I should say, other companies as well. Um, but obviously, for what we're talking about, iPhone is obviously the most pertinent. Um, <laughs> so the, the the big ones: only 44% of iPhone 10R users and iPhone 7 users knew which device they had. Um, now you know what this didn't really surprise me very much. Obviously, where we work in the no, environment in the that slightest. we work in, no one knows what phone they have. Um, I'm a little surprised about the 10R actually. I feel like more people would know that device, but honestly, the people that have a six, six S, seven, eight, none of them know what phone they have. <laughs> I mean, 
fair enough, they're all kind of very similar, but no one has any idea. Um, so and it's this been so really long since me. they bought it, they forgot. Genuinely, yeah. They just buy the phone, this is the new iPhone, I'll have that one. Um, yeah, I bought the i6. They also call them that a lot, which I hate. I have the app or the Apple 6. The Apple 6. or <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, one day someone's going to come in and say they have an Apple 2 and we won't believe them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, there we go. Uh, so it does say that iPhone X and XS users are much more likely to identify what type of what device they have, um, but it's still not massive. So we've got XR here, which is um, level with the iPhone 7, as I said, at 44%. My iPhone 8, a little bit, little bit of a bump to 45.9, and the 10 to 51, and the 10s to 57%. Um, it's still not a great deal. You know, that's still less than two-thirds. Two-thirds of the people that own a 10 or a 10s still, uh, sorry, over a third of people that own those devices aren't able to identify their own phone. That seems crazy, you know, for these really expensive flagship devices these days. Um, and considering how sort of paradigmal the shift the 10 was, I don't know, it seems, it seems surprising. What do you think? I just, I think the fact that everyone seems to have an opinion on, like, the smartphone industry, everyone seems mm. to have an opinion on it for some reason, and yet you can't even name the model of phone you have. Like, come That's on. That's a good point. It's not, it's ridiculous. <laughs> That is a really good point. Um, yeah, everyone has their has their ten pence to, to add on the situation. You know, I mean, the amount of people that we get in at work saying, "Oh, Apple are losing money," and I mean, obviously that's everyone's favourite thing to say. Um, but it's, it's I've insane. heard they're not doing too well. Oh yeah, I've heard heard you guys. Are, oh, my favourite is um, some lady knew about the. Uh, um, the OLED manufacturing with Samsung's going on at the moment and how Apple have paid them a bunch of money. I'm like, how do you know about that, firstly? It, that's what really amazes me with anything like this, is that people seem to know some really obscure details and, and they, they sort of paid enough attention to read, obviously, the headline, but haven't read anything into it whatsoever, you know? It's weird. It's probably they're probably involved in some other industry that they follow quite closely, and that issue has affected that industry they affect uh, they follow, and they picked up on it. Like some of the stuff my dad knows about Apple is just like sometimes he mentions something to me, and I'm just like, how do you know this? Like it's such an obscure <laughs> thing that's going on at the moment, um, and it's because he like reads like financial news and stuff, and it affects some sort of thing going on. But that's that's my assumption. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, but it is—it's it, all pretty odd. Uh, everyone seems like everyone acts like they know everything, you know. But this is a rabbit hole that we'll try not to go down today. What's what's really interesting, and again, this maybe have something. And to this do with the bit fact. really doesn't surprise me. Yeah, this bit really doesn't surprise me because of what people have been saying. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that this might have something to do with again with the fact that this is taken in the U.S. Um, but only 14% of iPhone X, 10s, and 10R uh, owners realized that their device had NFC functionality. 14%. 14. It's mad. It's like... madness. Utter madness. Um, I mean, I suppose at the end of the day, NFC isn't an overly utilized part of the device unless you use Apple Pay, in which case it's used all the time. Or you're at live in Japan. It's just such a thing um, here. It's such a. Th I think yeah, and I think as I said earlier, that's maybe part of the reason. Obviously, with both of us having recently come back from the US, 
and seeing how uncommon Apple Pay is, even in Silicon Valley of all places, it's odd. Um, whereas over here, you know, it's I, I can reliably f leave my wallet and go out and I will be absolutely fine, no problems. I can ride public transport, I can ride the tube, I get on the train, all just with my phone and my watch. I can pay for stuff, absolutely no problem. You know, at work we don't have an Apple Pay limit, I can buy a Mac Pro on Apple Pay if I wanted to. Um, but in the US, it's a totally different story. I mean, you can't even buy a goddamn train ticket without a credit card. Not even a debit card, a credit card. What is this? It's really odd. Looking at you, Caltrain. <laughs> Looking at, at you, you Caltrain. Um, but yeah, and I guess that may go some way to sort of explain why people um, in the US, obviously particularly, don't know that their device has NFC. However, I think there's also the disconnect between people not understanding what NFC actually is and Apple Pay. Uh, I would imagine that people don't actually clock that, oh, this is NFC that's powering this contactless. It's not like Bluetooth or some rubbish. I could see that disconnect as well, because NFC isn't a very sort of uh, consumer-facing tech as far as sort of like as compared to Bluetooth and things like that. Um, but it's still crazy that 14% of people, or only 14% know that their device has NFC. It's crazy. Almost half of uh, iPhone owners don't know the devices have are water resistant. It, it's weird. People either people don't know that they're water resistant at all, or they think they're like submarine level waterproof. There's no in between. <laughs> there's no people that think like. There's no people that understand that. Oh, I, I I can drop it in the bath and it'll be fine. But there are people that will happily go swimming with it and then be angry when it breaks. It's very very strange. Well, it's not because of people, but yeah. Right. These numbers just reflect things we've seen from real-world experience. It's quite cool. That's why I put it in here. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to see a survey actually back up what we see in real life for once. That's interesting. So, there's actually a, uh, there's a there's a mistake in this in this article here in 9to5Mac. Um, it says that the 10 and the 10s both have IP68, but only the 10s has IP68. Mm, it does. So does the and the ten R has IP sixty seven, yeah, um, and the ten does, and the seven does, and the eight does. Interestingly enough, though, there is no reason why the that anyone could sort of figure out as to why the ten R is only IP six seven when it uses the same sealant as the ten S. Yeah, maybe it's something to do with the way the aluminium sealed to the glass or something. No idea. Um, something like that, probably. Probably. Uh, yeah, and here's the kicker. I think um, is 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 the part about five G. <laughs> So um, <laughs> so it seems like a lot of people in the US are confused, are confused about 5G, which I don't blame. Because you remember that 5GE thing that... Um, was, totally. Was it AT&T? I think it was AT&T, wasn't it? Um, I think so. I mean, in uh, San Jose, loads of people's phones were displaying it. I saw it over shoulders and stuff. It was quite cool. Mm. Um, 5G is m marketing crap basically like it's not 5g um and lots of devices are displaying 5ge in the us so that may go some way to explain why um people are confused about whether their iphones actually support true 5g or not um but obviously no iphone supports 5g yet we aren't expecting that until um 2020 uh so obviously the year after um yeah which is <laughs> which is which is kind of funny as well and as i've said before we we get people to come in and get surprised when they find out that the iPhones on sale today aren't 5G. 
Um, and I, I've had a rant before about how the operators, the carriers are handling 5G in this country and the States. Stephen Hackett actually had a little bit of a rant as well. I think it was Stephen Hackett. And I couldn't, it was exactly what I'd been saying. And I was like, yes, someone understands. The, the It's totally been jumped on as a way of getting money quick from customers and being branded as the next speed increase. And the true potential has been totally left by the wayside. And Three are launching that in the UK here. They've announced they're launching their 5G network in August. They announced that today. So we will have EE, Vodafone and Three on 5G by the end of the summer um, when it's clearly not ready yet and very few handsets support it and people are just expecting it and paying through the roof for it when it's just not here yet. Yep. And the true applications of it haven't been realized yet. And it's such a shame that the carriers are just like, well, yeah, let's just brand this as faster, 5, uh, faster 4G. And in the US, it's... it's absolute cancer the way they've branded it as like taken 4g made it a little faster and be like this is kind of 5g so we'll just display it as that <laughs> yeah i mean i guess it just highlights at the end of the day that carriers are the worst companies on on earth and they are awful all of them yeah um, they are yeah i mean that's the, that's the thing as you said the number of handsets that support 5g are so so small um but all as the fact that obviously all the networks are touting this, and obviously EE have had theirs for a little while now. Um, well, maybe a month, maybe something like that. Um, but it's just rubbish. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not going to work anywhere. The coverage the coverage isn't even there for 4G yet in some places, you know. Um, it, it's, it, it's, it's rubbish, but we'll see. I'm sure this will lead to many angry consumers, and I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to lay it all at the, fault of the, all at the feet of the carriers. They're the worst. Cool, uh, let's let's go back onto some topics. Let's move out of nano topics and get onto the, the juicy stuff. Um, you seem eager to do this one. You can do it. <laughs> Apparently I am, yeah. Um, MacBook Airs, they're great. Everyone loves a MacBook Air. Um, there might be a problem with yours if you've bought one. Um, a very small number of MacBook Air, uh, 2018 MacBook Airs, I should say, um, have been identified to have a logic board problem. Um, I don't believe we've actually heard what this logic board problem is, other than it just has one. I don't think we've heard in sort of uh, what issues <laughs> that you might actually see with your logic board. Like Issue of a MacBook Air? Blame it on the logic board. Logic board, mate. Keyboard problems? Logic board. Um, logic board. <laughs> yeah. It's all one unit now. Um, yeah, might have a logic board problem. Now, again, as I said, we don't even know what these problems are or how they present themselves, I don't believe. I've not heard anything um, to the effect of what, how they have said, what the symptoms are. Um, but never fear, if you do have one and you have registered your device, then they should be sending you an email, much as they did with the uh, SSD REP that they have running as well um, on the 13-inch uh, MacBook Pros. Um, so keep an eye on your inbox if you have one. Um, otherwise... They will, of course, replace it free of charge for you, um, much as, as all the other REPs. If you have any accidental damage, um, engineers have been uh, told to ignore that unless it impedes the uh, the repair itself. If it does so, then you'll have to pay. Um, not for the logic board, of course, just for whatever parts need to be replaced so that they can do the, uh, the logic board replacement. Um, yeah, we've had quite a few of these, haven't we? Uh, so in the last five weeks, 
This is the third repair program they have announced for MacBooks. Obviously following the 2015 um, MBP uh, battery recall that we touched on earlier around last time as well. And the uh, 2016 13-inch Pro display backlight service program. Um, yeah, there's quite a lot of REPs in general at the moment. I think it's something we've noticed. And obviously our job kind of... So, you know, obviously revolves around this as well, but there's a lot, and it's kind of concerning. Um, I mean, I mean, even outside of Macs, you know, obviously looking at iPhones and things, there are obviously some there as well. But you know, Mac-wise, we've obviously got these three. We obviously have the keyboard one. We've got the SSD one as well. Uh, is there any others I'm missing for Macs at the moment? You well, keyboard, touch, sorry, keyboard, backlight, yeah, uh, battery, yeah. SSD. SSD. And now <laughs> this it. one. And Logic, and Logic so that's Board. five. We have five active REPs for MacBooks, um, <laughs> which affects every the... every model currently on sale. There is no MacBook you can buy at the moment without that doesn't have a current REP running on it. Yep. So there are no MacBooks on sale at the moment that don't have a known issue. Yep. Um, except <laughs> the 2017 MacBook Air. Go buy it. Oh, God. The Blue Ink Show recommends the 2017 MacBook Air. Oh, that's there are horrific. No with it. Well, there are a great deal many problems, just they aren't functional issues. <laughs> like, it will function. Wow. It just has problems. Oh, God. That is that is sad. I mean, I just looked at the top three comments on Mac Rumors for this article, and I love them all. The first one says... Is the number as small as those broken keyboards or even smaller? The next one says, note to self, don't purchase any Apple laptops made from 2015 and later. Can't really argue with that. Mm. Um, and the next one is someone comment, someone uh, replied with a quote in the article that basically said, in the article it says, we cannot guarantee that all Apple employees will acknowledge the policy. And then someone kicked off about it, being like, saying this is a bad claim. Do you really think Apple employees can't look this this repair program up and then the author of the article actually basically wrote back and was just like hey chill out you wouldn't even know how many times people go to the apple store and the the employee says they were unaware of this and they come back and email me saying it's my fault and it's just like wow people have such a problem with everything chill out and it's it's a good point lots of apple store employees probably wouldn't know about this policy because only certain employees would have access to the resources so it's very true calm down yeah i mean if you are a standard like if, you if you're a specialist, a specialist or, on the yeah. floor it pro- specialists probably specialists or even know. experts won't probably won't they aren't going to be briefed about this because that isn't their job and if you've got to remember do you want to brief specialists on the fact that all the MacBooks they're trying to sell have functional issues? Probably not. Um, so yeah, I doubt that <laughs> they don't get. I would. They, I would. They might not even get briefed about it. Um, so they probably don't know, and they certainly don't have access to the resources that actually outline them. Um, so don't go hating on your Apple Store employees. Uh, they're just doing their jobs. Or the author of the Mac Rumors article. Or the author of the Mac uh, Rumors he's article. Just... He's spreading the news here. He's your <laughs> friend. Calm down. Signed in with Apple, one of the coolest features unveiled at WWDC, which was uh, five weeks ago now. Uh, the morning of the keynote was five weeks ago today, uh, which is insane. Um, Apple, yeah, Apple announced signing with Apple, which is their equivalent of signing with Facebook and Google, which we all think is lovely and secure. Uh, OpenID Foundation claims signing with Apple could expose users to security and privacy risks. Um, I won't go into too many details about it because it's a little bit not 
a little bit complicated, not over, like, ridiculous. Uh, we'll link to the article in the show notes. Uh, do you think there's any validity to this claim, or what? I think that there's, there's two takes you can you can take from this. Firstly, is that maybe you're right, or maybe they're right, sorry, open ideas, that this may may potentially expose users to security risks, or it could be that open idea getting butt hurt that Apple aren't using their protocol. Uh, yeah, to me, this seems very much like <sighs> this hasn't been used mainstream yet, so who really knows? I feel like it's more OpenID just finding a potential fault. And without any hard evidence, this is all theoretical, saying this could be this use our framework. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I felt about it. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Apple have built up enough of a reputation with us as the customers and as the consumers that they do genuinely value our privacy. Um, whether, as I said, you know, we've touched on it previously, whether that is a genuine concern for our privacy or whether it's just an, a gap in the market they've identified and it's their USP that they care about privacy, does it really matter? As long as they care about privacy, that's good for us. Um I don't think that they would leave a glaring hole like this in, or a potential hole in their sign-in with Apple. Now, this is a relatively new sort of. N- no one else is trying to do this with these randomly generated, um, obviously email addresses and sort of user IDs and stuff. Now, this neither of us are <laughs> sort of uh, security experts in this kind of thing, so you know who knows? We could be talking out of whatever. Um, I'm 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 I trust Apple enough with this to be honest. I I'm sure that they've thought about this and covered this. If Open ID is the industry standard, they may be doing something different and hopefully better because the idea with signing with Apple is that it is different from the industry standard of Facebook and Google. Um, so I'm sure that they've already covered this, but no doubt at some point we will have someone come in and they will complain about this and they'll say something. And uh, yeah, but I'm I'm not too worried. Neither. Uh, I, I have more faith in Apple than OpenID because of, as you say, the reputation they built up with consumers. I've fallen for it, whether it's legit or not. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker, maybe. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think that's the point as well. It almost, it doesn't matter if it's, if it is legit, so to speak, from Apple, as long as they do, as long as they are making inroads into making, you know, providing consumers with their privacy. Who cares? To be honest with you. Every, they're all corporations at the end of the day. They're all trying to make money. You know, so I mean, we can't tout Apple as this sort of, this 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 angelic savior for our privacy, but they, they, they're acting like it. Who cares about their motivations, really? Yeah, either way, it's it's a good, it's a good net result for the, the user. Okay, um, here's an interesting one. Every few years, a rumor comes about of a iPhone model being made specifically for a, I say foreign market, but foreign as in f- foreign to the UK and the US. Um, foreign as in usually China. it's India. Or, <laughs> yeah, usually it's India or China. That's what I'm trying to get across here. Um, there have been many rumors about this. Uh, these markets are very budget conscious, um, so they're sort of aware of what's going on in terms of technology, but they also don't want to spend the sort of price maybe uh, American consumers are willing to spend. So they want high tech, but they also don't want to break the bank. Um, and in different cultures, different features are more important. It's like how um, 
uh, assistive touch was a massive thing in in China. You would just turn it on without even considering it, you, just to prolong the life of your home button before they went to uh, force touch. But anyway, this has happened a few times. A few examples I can think of is uh, the iPhone Math, which was just a poor translation of six plus, which was apparently going to be only for the for the Chinese market or the cheaper plastic iPhone, which turned up in the form of the five C. And the latest one of these, it hasn't been a one in a while, but this is saying that uh, Touch ID is coming back in the form of an under-display fingerprint sensor for the Chinese market. Um, I've heard before that Face ID hasn't been too popular in China um, and that they want Touch ID back. I say they, I mean not everyone in China, but there's just a general consensus that over there more people are favoring touch id over face id for whatever reason and it would also apparently reduce cost and it's kind of ridiculous that anyone assumes that this crate if apple were going to do under display fingerprint sensing it's going to be advanced stuff and i'd imagine at the moment it's not cheap to do so apple wouldn't be the first to do this but they're not going to do a shoddy version. It's going to be high tech. And I can't see it being much cheaper than Face ID. I also can't see them releasing such a cutting edge, quote unquote, feature in just a single market. And I've been thinking about this a lot over the last few months, whether Touch ID will come back. And there have been a few sort of scatter reports of it coming back in maybe 2020 or 2021. I am of the personal opinion Touch ID will come back to the iPhone. I think it will exist alongside Face ID. I think that is in our not-so-far-off future. I think, because the original rumour that the 10 was that the iPhone X, uh, the edge-to-edge phone, would get underscreen Touch ID, but it wasn't ready. That was two, three years ago now. It could well be ready, as other manufacturers have demonstrated. I think it will come back as a secondary authentication method, um, another step above the passcode. I am so in favour for this. As lot, the, the crunch here is if Apple can make them live together in, nicely and play nicely together in the form of user interface and user experience. Like You, you need to make it clear um, whether they treat one as a fallback or they say unlock with face or touch ID. Who knows how they'll do it. Obviously, if you've only got touch ID set up, the phone will default to touch ID. But I genuinely do think that Touch ID will make it come back, but I don't think it will only be in China. That seems very strange to me. Yeah, I, I think you're right there. Um, I mean, you've obviously said before, um, uh, you know, uh, that there has been rumours, obviously, of devices made entirely for um, chi- the Chinese market um, and how that... Uh, and these have always panned out to come to the rest of us as well. Now, I, I think I think that that's the point here is that Apple have certainly gone after the Chinese market before. You know, it's notably an area where they're lacking and they aren't, you know, doing as well there as they are everywhere else in the world. Um, Now, there are some big sort of ticket features of of new iPhones that have sort of, I would imagine, have really originated from China. I think the biggest example in recent years would be um, dual SIM support. That's a massive thing in China. Every device has it. And if you don't have dual SIM support, kind of, who are you? Um, now, over here in the UK, at least, and I'm, I'm not too sure about the US, but I imagine it's probably fairly similar, um, isn't nearly as big sort of as, as a requested feature. It's common for people over here to have two separate phones. Um, and that dual SIM support hasn't really 
been a big thing over here. Um, and obviously there is a slight difference, being obviously that in China they do have two physical sims, as e-sims aren't allowed over there, for whatever reason. Um, but, you know, obviously in essence it is the same feature as dual sim support, just over here we've got e-sims instead of that second physical sim. Um, now, I think I think that's the point. Uh, Touch ID very well, very well might make a return, I think you're right there, um, and I'm sure it is partly, I'm sure it would be conscious of the Chinese market, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it will be exclusive to the Chinese market. They've never done it before, and they have, you know, as I said, you know, the past has shown us that features perhaps aimed for the Chinese market have come to everyone, and it doesn't sound very Apple to manufacture an entirely different feature-led product and model for, obviously, a, a different market. So yeah, I don't hold much stock in Touch ID just being a regional-specific thing to China. If it does make a return, I'm sure it will be everywhere. Agreed. Um, and I think this is uh, this is probably a report from the supply chain that's been misconstrued. It was probably something along the lines of, one of the reasons we're doing this is because of the Chinese market. Uh, it was probably a consideration uh, motive behind development of the feature but no I genuinely do believe yeah touch ID will come back it'll probably be marketed as third gen touch ID which will be under the display uh, I think I think probably put it on the 2020 iPhone that 2020 iPhone could be really really cool it could be USB-C for the first time smaller notch new design 5G touch ID under the screen yeah, it could bigger screen size. It could be a really cool one next year. I'm hyped. It'll be so. I think it might almost be kind of iPhone 10 level. Um, but yeah, we will see. Cool. Uh, right. What's next? Oh, this one's really cool. So I've mentioned a few times that where I see the idea of Apple applying foldable screen tech is in the form of an iPad. Why not have an iPad that folds up to be an iPad mini? That's really cool. That's a lot more appealing to me, at least, than the phone. I'd love to be able to fold my iPad Pro in half and have the smaller iPad Pro, for example. Um, and someone... This is a very, very sketchy rumor that seems to be a very just unreliable claim. But someone's saying that the, uh, that the 5G iPads, for some reason they've connected these two together, which we sort of assumed wouldn't be the... Th- fourth gen ipad pro it'll be around the time of the fifth gen ipad pro depending on what they do this year with it if they do anything so we're talking sort of 2021 the 5g ipad will be foldable now i mean it's possible by 2021 apple will have a foldable ipad i think it's a little bit too soon but uh it's totally possible it is totally possible and i like the idea of a folding ipad but god damn it's gonna be hella expensive yeah, I agree on all, on all counts, to be honest. I don't think it's going to be... It's not soon in the pipeline. It's definitely a couple generations off, I would imagine. Um, foldable tech in general, you know, hasn't had a great start. Technically, hasn't started at all yet, because no one has any. Um, but uh, it's... <laughs> I think it could be really cool. And we've said before, this is kind of exactly what we want from a foldable device... A foldable phone, that's cool and everything, but surely a foldable tablet is much more useful. You know, something that is easily portable, usable in the hand, but when you want to, if you're, sort of, if you're at a desk or something, and you want a bigger screen, unfold it, and there you go. You've got double the screen real estate or whatever. I think that's much more um, mass marketable than a foldable phone. A foldable phone feels a little bit like a gimmick. It doesn't sort of get rid of the need, because you still have a big phone, 
but then it means you don't need an iPad mini sized device as well. Now, I don't know many people who have a big phone and also have an iPad mini and want to get rid of those and condense it to one device. I know lots of people that have <laughs> an iPad and a MacBook and want to combine those two devices. That's a lot more realistic. Um, so yeah, I, I think it could be cool and I'd hope that it does happen and I feel like that's where I could see them going with it. Um, yeah, I think it could be cool, but it's definitely not ready yet. I can't see it any time before 2021 at the earliest. Agreed. But no, it's, I, I really I like that this rumour exists. Whether it has any authenticity at all, who knows. But yeah, I mean, my next iPad will be around this time. I plan to keep. I plan to skip the next gen of iPad Pro. I think you're along the same lines. Yeah. Five uh, G will be the first thing I reckon that will compel me to upgrade. An OLED screen is the only other thing that I could think that well, would really this, push me. This is a thing. OLED's meant to be sort of coming to the iPad around the same time, and obviously OLED displays are the foldable ones. So it all does sort of tie up a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm hyped. We'll see how this one goes. Okay. Um. <laughs> You can do this one. You like Memoji, right? You're a fan of them because... Sorry, Memoji. You like Memoji. Memoji. Because you're able to get one that looks that looks like you. Um, so there was a debate for the last year since the the custom True Depth avatars came out, whether it was Memoji. I feel like just as an anecdote, we should both put our Memojis in... Uh, link them in, in the show notes so we can see that mine does indeed look like me. Yours does indeed not look like you. Continue. So we'll, we'll make we'll make that the sh- the art for this chapter, if I remember. Do it. Um, so there was a debate over the last year whether it's Memoji or Memoji. Uh, I can't remember what they referred to it in Dub Dub Twenty Eighteen when they were launched. I think it was Memoji, but at least this year, multiple Apple execs called them Memoji. I'm sure it was Memoji. I'm sure it was Memoji when I'm Craig sure was on it was stage. Memoji as well. Yeah. Uh, but this year, he very much called them Momojis. Um, maybe they knew this was coming. So regard- Maybe they did. So Apple make Momoji, but now Memoji are also a thing. Uh, do elaborate, Lex. <laughs> Quickly, we'll have to edit this bit out. How do you pronounce the name of this company? It's Yaomi, right? X-I-A-O-M-I. That, that company. Show me. We'll call it Show Me. Show Me? Okay. Show Me? <laughs> okay. Uh, are we according to the BBC according to the BBC which obviously will be the authority on this um, <laughs> earlier this week show me <laughs> revealed a new digital sounds wrong it, it sounds really wrong it's got, I would say Yaomi personally I'd miss up god knows um, a new digital avatar feature called Memoji M-I-moji um, this is a direct rip off um, of obviously Memoji. Um, they look uncannily fit for, you know, similar. You know, like it's not even trying to be different. Just the faces are a little more rounded, maybe. There's sort of less definition. They all look very samey, samey. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll obviously have and link the article and stuff. Um, they look very similar, even down to sort of the accessories. It's in the same style. Um, they very well, it almost looks like they hired the same graphic artist to do them, you know? It's that similar. Um, the really funny thing, though, is that uh, apparently they <laughs> they used Apple's own ads. This is gold. This, it's gold, isn't it? They used Apple's own ads. It was ads. an accident, like Shh, Spoilers. Um, 
<laughs> they used Apple's own ads on its own website to promote Memoji. So they used Apple ads. It's crazy. Um, however, according to insert name of the company here, um, public relations general manager, uh, I'm not going to be able to say his name. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, uh, this was all an accident. <laughs> it was just an accident. <laughs> they uploaded the wrong content. But my question is, uh, why did they have Apple's content on their servers in the first place? Unless they were planning to directly rip it off. Um, oh, God. Like, I believe no that good... they uploaded the wrong content. Don't get me wrong, I believe that. But you're right, why was it there? Why was it there in the first place? And secondly, if it's that similar, that the person making it got them confused and uploaded the wrong one. That is incredible. You cannot make it up. <laughs> oh, uh, goodness. I hope he got fired. Actually, no, I don't. I hope he got promoted. <sighs> um, he was like, that's genius. Why make our own adverts where we can just upload apples? Um, oh, it's brilliant. Goodness me. Uh, and then today we also heard Huawei's CEO refer to Apple as his role model when it comes to privacy. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. <sighs> we did it, man. Once again, we've uh, churned through all the news and there was quite a bit. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just looking at that same company's uh, AirPod clones and they are the ugliest things on the planet. Oh, God. The iPhone X clone was my favorite. Oh, yeah, that thing was shameless. The Mi 8 smartphone. Do you know what I really like, though, is that the, the promo art there is, like, right next to what people would describe as the perfect MacBook Pro. For the AirPod clone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. HDMI port, chunky keyboard, USB-A port, mad. Edge-to-edge screen. Oh, dear. Why does it say iOS in the promo art? I guess they want it to make people to make sure that it, they know that it works with iOS as well and that they needn't buy AirPods. You can buy these instead. I'm going to I'm gonna make a hard pass on that one. You know what? These might um, have solved I'm Marco's fine. AirPods problem. He should have got some of these. No, it's fine. He just stuck those weird things on them. <laughs> yeah. He's bought Powerbeats Pro though now, so it's fine. Um, uh, yeah, I just listened to that episode today. Um, yeah. Powerbeats Pro, man. I want them to hurry up with those colours where they are. Yeah, same. I want them to hurry up and make other ones, because I, I, I feel like none of them have, like, truly resonated with me, but I know that they will the make ivory, some... The Ivory, huh? I, They're nice. They are nice. I do nice. really like the Ivory. Ah, uh, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, I wear a lot of black and I wear a lot of white, and I feel like either of those colours are You are also very match. white. I'm also very white. Um... I feel like the ivory would just look wrong. They'd look off, if that makes sense. Mm, I get you. I get you. I do. Yeah. Man, I, I do think I'll drop, drop, a, I will snag a pair as soon as they come out. I feel like I can justify it, uh, like genuinely. The only thing I'm not looking forward to is I like that my AirPods don't take up much space in my bag. They have a pocket. They live in the same pocket as my wallet and my Oyster card. That pocket is full, but not bulky. Wait a minute. Nothing else can go in there. Do you mean to tell me that you yep. keep your Oyster Guard out of your wallet in the same pocket? Yeah, it's got. It's in one of those little Oyster pouches. Why don't you just keep it in your wallet? Because that's not that's not how it's done, man. You have an Oyster pouch. I don't, actually. <laughs> so, no, because I don't want to have to dig it out of my wallet every time. But, and it's got. It's cool. It's got R2-D2 and Porks on it. I like I mean, it. I guess that's cool, but... 
Okay, fair enough. No one keeps El Royster in their wallet except Richard. I mean... And then it's such a hassle. Every time we get to the barriers, I just walk through because I grab my Oyster card, which is in the Oyster pouch, and then he goes fumbling around in his wallet. He could just maybe... Why don't he just get it out before he gets to the barriers, and that would solve all of the problems. (laughs) (laughs) And... Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I have nowhere to keep these power beats other than loose in the bottom of like the main compartment of my bag, which is fine. But they're gonna get scuffed up the case down there. But and I don't want to keep them out of my bag because I just want them in there, ready for when I need them. So at the gym, but I will get a pair. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I haven't seen anyone in the world with them yet, which is crazy. No, I haven't. I'm. I, I haven't actually. We, we've sold quite a few though, like more than I was. I feel like we've we, sold more of them. More than, than I was we, expecting. Yeah, we've also sold. I feel like we've sold more of those than we ever have done just power beads. Yeah, we've sold a few. And people who've bought them sort of know what they are. They were kind of. They all seem kind of glad that we have them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I feel like, I mean, from everywhere, that there's something that you have to track down at the moment. Yeah. And someone did mention, I don't know if you were serving them, but I remember someone saying that. Uh, she was going to wait for the other colours, but she just wants them so bad she she's getting the black ones, which I think is a bit mad. But, wow. Who wants them that badly? She does, obviously. Yeah, I guess she does. Fair enough. What order shall we do this in? You know what? Let's do it. Let's have an after show. Let's have an after show. Um, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Uh, it's been a good one. We covered all the news in, in Apple World. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can you can send us an email. It's the most direct way. Uh, the address is podcast at blueinkcode.com. If you want to find the show notes for this week and links to things we talked about, uh, such as that uh, open open ID, is that what they're called? Yeah. Uh, article if you want to read into that more. Uh, and everything else, you can find them at blueinkcode.com forward slash TBIS forward slash 20. Or you should be able to see them in your podcast player of choice. I've been Jack Taylor, and I write blueandco.com. You can also find me on Instagram or Twitter as at AJackTaylor. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Lex McCohen, and you can find him on Instagram or Twitter as at AMcohen, and we will see you in a fortnight. So that's two weeks' time, not the crappy video game. Uh, Take care. Goodbye. You know what? I feel like we should Twitch stream Fortnite at some point. Blue Ink plays. Yeah, that's it. Or we could do it on, you know, a different show or something. You um, didn't say goodbye. you got to say goodbye to our oh, listeners. Oh, sorry. Goodbye, listeners. You can stop listening now, because now it's just going to be us rambling for a few minutes about something entirely unrelated. This is episode 20. We got right to the end before we even mentioned it. We made it to 20. So, as I mentioned last time, we have the same amount of episodes as the pre-pre-show, which is a tick off the box. Um... We also have some festivities planned. Uh, <laughs> so because we're edgy, we oh. we celebrate every 11 episodes, not every 10. Um, and because we're unimaginative, we're doing the same thing for episode 22 as we are doing for episode, as we did for episode 11. So episode 22, which is coming up in four weeks. So you've got a month, one more episode until then. Um, we're going to have Mike back on the show. 
promise. Um, and he's gonna gonna talk. It's gonna be another Mike Pro episode, and this time we're gonna talk about the 2019 Mac Pro, an episode all about it, and we're gonna have an outsider's opinion on it, which should be really really cool. If you haven't listened to the last Mike Pro episode, it is episode 11. Uh, it was back in February, and he is the owner of two Mac Pros currently. The 20 uh, the 2010 one I think he has, um, and the 2013 one, the trash can. Um, and he he uses both of them on a daily basis, and he talked in depth about them. It was a really cool episode to have three voices on. So that's what we're going to celebrate to be in in the twenties now. Uh, so that's coming up in about a month. Uh, what other news? Episode twenty three. After that, will be the last one to feature Lex. Uh, he is uh, being written out of the show. Um, do we have anything else to talk about? Um, is there anything else? Can we just circle back? Oh, yeah, to we're the, making. Uh, yeah, sorry. What? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Continue. You've got more important no, no, things to no, talk about. No, no. Circle. No, circle. Circle back. What? What was the question? Circle back to what's happening after the the uh, the twenty third episode, Jack. What's happening after the twenty third episode? Uh, episode twenty four. Oh right. And what's episode twenty four? How's that going to run? Who's it going to feature? Um, me and good start and 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 Jeff Williams. <laughs> I was trying to keep it a secret, man, but he's Special he's taking guest. over. Lex, Lex Wait, no, no, permanent. Lex handpicked his successor. No, from, uh, both. <laughs> Tim Cook's out in six weeks. You heard it here first, guys. Or eight weeks. Tim Cook is out of Apple. It, in six to eight weeks, Tim Cook will be gone, replaced by Jeff Williams, who will also be doing his uh, PR debut on the Blue Ink Show. Oh man, don't worry everyone, Lex isn't going anywhere, he's too much of an asset. Uh, there is a contingency plan in place in my head for the day when Lex moves on to Pastors New. Oh, I'm glad there is. But for now, he's... he's. <laughs> yeah man, I've <laughs> got to have insurance in it. I, I, I would like to believe that it is because you now have enough recordings of my voice to construct a fully sentient AI. That that is the only contingency yes, plan you can come up with. You're not going anywhere as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the listeners will never notice. I may have already been replaced. Is this even me? <laughs> See if you can find the real Lex McGowan. Oh, See if he's anywhere. This is like that episode of Rick and Morty where... Uh, oh, God. What's her name? Give us a clue. The mum. I've Beth. totally forgotten her name. Beth, that's it. When uh, she convinces herself that she's a clone. At the very end, this is this is what's happening <laughs> yeah. now. Are you going to destroy me because I've suddenly become self-aware, and no answer you, you give become me, self-aware. no answer you can give me will deter me because, of course, that's what you would say. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Basically, you've served your purpose. You know what we should do? Just end end the Blue Ink show here and leave people forever wondering. That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. No, uh, we ain't going anywhere. In fact, we're only gonna expand into new fields uh, because. The other big news we have to celebrate is uh, that we are making a new podcast. Um, it is called The Swim, and it is going to be hosted by us and other people. Details to follow. And uh, when's it coming out, Lex? Soon. Soon. We have a goal to have it out, the first episode, by the end of the summer. So we'd imagine call that September. Uh, but ho- don't hold us to that. <laughs> we'll call it September. We have a demo that we're going to upload as like a pilot, so there will be a episode regardless. Um, but when new content will be recorded, hopefully by 
by September. Um, and that will have a new home. It won't be on the uh, Blue and Code website. It will not have its own website either. It's going to be published on a website that we have set up or we're building uh, called Droplet. And Droplet is our new baby that we've been working on for a while. And we hope to add other shows alongside The Swim uh, before the end of the year. And we will see how that expands. And they'll all be living on droplet.fm. If you go there right now, you'll get a Squarespace message saying that this site is private because it's not ready. We'll let you know when it launches. Well, it'll launch alongside The Swim and we're not going to let you miss that. Uh, so we we are very excited about that. We've been working on it for a bit, and uh, yeah, that should be around by September. So that was our cool little news. Uh, this show is staying right here. It's not going anywhere. It won't be moving to Droplet. It'll be staying on blueandcode.com, and uh, Lex isn't going away. I'm not going away, but you will be able to hear our voices along with others uh, on a new show called The Swim starting very soon. What is it about? Uh, all sorts, about all the things. Um, it's a philosophical, nerdy, general life, but with some kind of structure that's to be decided. Well, but I mean... You should like it. Uh, from what we have thus far, it's mainly about pencils. Yes, at the moment it's about pencils, and whether life has any meaning, really. <laughs> Make of it what you will. Yeah, hopefully it won't all be that grim. Um, there might even be an animation, if you're lucky, if we can find someone who can animate. We have some ideas in the pipeline about that, too. That'll be a surprise. A whole animation that will be on the Droplet website. Ooh. Do we have a logo? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much have a logo. We even have a logo. We even have a logo. You can't see it's it. It's very yet, cool. It's very cool. Imagine, like... You'll see it when the swim launches. Imagine, like, an, an 80s techie Pokemon gym badge, and you're pretty much there. It's very cool. I'm not going to drop the colors yet. Not yet. But yeah. No, we're very excited about this. And uh, it should be should be really cool. So we're going to have two shows. And then that will run. The Swim will also be fortnightly, we hope. So that will run in the weeks where this show is off. So there will be something from us every week. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> when, you, when you say it like that, it's really scary. Not only will that mean more editing... More people to work around. Um, yeah, and obviously just the actual recording time as well. It's going to be fun. Busy. It'll be a little bit rougher than this, more rough than this show, so hopefully less editing. It'll be more like our WWDC episode, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And as you say, from what we have already, there are lots of pencils involved, but Don't make it it's, sound weird, it's good stuff what we got already. <laughs> They go in the nose, okay? I feel like, just before we end as well, we should probably have an update on the iPad that still has yet to come on. Oh, I forgot to mention the iPad. Is it still on, like, the battery screen? No, that's the concerning thing. I have not, I'm yet to see the battery screen. Oh, it's just completely dead. Are you sure the smell is not coming from the iPad? I've already checked. It is not. Um, I think I'm going to uh, find a current checker and have, have a look, see how it's doing. Um, this this will, I'll update you guys Do you next have time. One of those, maybe. All right, put it in. Put it in. The, yeah, un, unsure. Put it in the uh, list for blowing fix it next time. I will do. I think that just about does it. I think. I, think uh, so. I look forward to epi- 
episode 21, you've got to look forward to whether the iPad came back on. Episode 22, you've got Mike coming on. And episode 23, we've got my new co-host, Jeff Williams, uh, who is also the COO of Apple Incorporated. So lots of cool stuff coming up. And then you've got to swim he will be, uh, at the end of the yeah, summer. He will be exclusively referred to as J-Dubs. 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 To replace Le- Lex... Lexmans. Lexx. Lexmans. Mm. Inaudible mumbling continues.